God has placed you where you are. Regardless of the oppression you have faced, God is calling you to war now. God is calling you to step onto the plate now. God wants you to see your enemy run. God wants you to see your enemy for who he really is. And in seeing your enemy for who he really is, he wants you to see who you are. A mighty victorious warrior. Next verse, please. Verse 16. Barak pursued the chariots and army as far as Harosheth, Hagoyim, and all Sisera's troops fell by the sword. Not a man was left. Not one of them was left. Wow. Because most battles, somebody escapes. But here, not even one of them was left. Where is Sisera here? Next verse, please. Verse 17. Sisera, meanwhile, fled on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite, because there was an alliance between Jabin, king of Hazar, and the king of Habar, the Kenite. Oh, wow. So, remember the Kenite who left his people and was living in this Kedesh area, which is around the Canaanite people. Now we find out that this Heber guy has a wife who is named Jael. And remember, these women always were homemakers. They, they weren't taught how to war. They were taught to do all the nice stuff, fluff the bed for the real warriors to come back and relax, cook the meals for the children and for the real warrior to come home and eat, take care of home business, and all of a sudden, nobody heard of Jael, and now she shows up in the picture. Apparently, they were able to live in that place because their king, the Canaanite king, and the Canaanite king were bodies. So, they are supposed to be on the side of the Canaanites. They are supposed to be on the side of Sisera. So Sisera was comfortable coming to Jael, coming to the house of this Kenite. Next verse, please. Um, verse 18. Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Come, my lord, come right in. Don't be afraid. So he entered her tent and she covered him with a blanket. Wow. How does a homemaker... How does a woman who is used to taking care of her home affairs begin to change in this way? How does she begin to engage the spirit of God in this way to have the wisdom to draw this gallant officer of the Canaanite army into her tent? And she, this woman is telling him not to be afraid. I want you to see how God places women in certain positions for his purposes. And this is what Deborah meant by the glory going to a woman. It was what Jael was going to do here. And Jael was the one who went out and drew him in. Here was he thinking that he was comfortable. Next verse, please. <laughs> verse 13. I'm thirsty, he said. Please give me some water. She opened a skin, a skin of milk, gave him a drink, and covered him up. 
Okay, self-explanatory. He was thirsty. She didn't just give him water. She gave him milk and then she covered him up. Very nurturing. And he was used to all that treatment. I mean, he was a most revered man. So he was enjoying the treatment. Next verse, please. Verse 20. Stand in the doorway of the tent, he told her. If someone comes by and asks you, is anyone in there? Say no. Wow. So this man is so used to being in authority that even in her house, he's giving her orders. <laughs> Stand there and lie for me. You know, be my guard. Let me take a nap. Mm -hmm. Next verse, please. Verse 21. But Jael, Haber's wife, picked up a tent peg and a hammer and went quietly to him while he lay fast asleep, exhausted. She dropped the peg through his temple into the ground and he died. Whoa. This is a woman never heard of kills one of the strongest men in that day. Where was the fear? Just reading that and imagining how she took that tent peg and, and put it through his temple. I'm like, where did you get that boldness? Where did you get that fierceness? How did you change like that? Have you killed a god before? Have you killed any animal before? How did you get that strength to kill one of the strongest men in history? You're not even scared that once you hit it at once, he will jump up and with one hand, he will fling you out of the place and squash you like a mosquito. You're not even scared. Where did that boldness, that might come from? Where did that power come from? Where did that gut, where, where did you get that ability if it's not by the empowerment of the Spirit of God? So you think... You think that there will never come a time where you will operate on a different level. You think so because you have not allowed the Spirit of God transform you. And that's what God wants to do because he wants you to see yourself differently. Because he wants you to fulfill his plans for not just your life but for an entire nation, an entire generation. We're relieved of oppression because of this one woman. And you see how they all played a part. They all played a part. Deborah had her part to play. Barak had his part to play. The 10,000 men. Jael. Even Jael's husband for moving and being in that place at such a time had his part to play. You see, your adversary underestimates who you are because he has viewed you a certain way. Sisera saw the Israelites a certain way. So when they were on Mount Tabor, he thought he was just going to get rid of them. He didn't know that it was the power of God that was going to come into the camp and confuse his army and destroy them. The same way he looked at Jael and thought that Jael was just a woman who will give him milk, cover him with a little blanket and stand by the door to make sure that nobody comes in underestimating who she is not knowing that with the power of God coming upon her she could do what was unimaginable your adversary underestimates who you are but you mustn't underestimate who you are you must rise up to the plate because the time is coming and it soon is 
when you will face your adversary and uproot every of his advances, every of his evil strategies against your life. Not just your life, but for generations, for other people's lives. And God wants you to rise up to the plate. God wants you to be prepared. God wants you to be in sync with the Spirit so that you can move in this kind of wisdom so that you know what to do when you face a situation like this. You'll be like, how does he apply to me? What have you been through? It's as easy as that. What are you going through? How long has that oppression lasted? How long do you want it to remain? Do you know that that oppression can end? Do you believe that it can end? So if God is saying that to you right now, which I believe he is, are you going to act on it? Are you going to rise up and allow the spirit of God to come upon you so that you can be used of him to end generations of struggle, of pain, of affliction, of abuse, of shame. You cannot sit in that pit anymore. You cannot. You can't afford to underestimate yourself. Deborah stepped up and became a warrior. Jael stepped up and became a warrior. Two different people from two different nations. Two different women showed up in this time in history. Barak understood that God wanted to showcase these women at such a time like that. And he let it be. He said, Deborah, if you don't come with me, I'm not going to go. And even when Deborah said the glory is going to go to a woman, he didn't budge. He was all about the big picture. God is calling you and it's all about the big picture. It's not about, oh, I want to take the glory. Oh, let it be my name on that. Let my name be on the board. That's not what it's about. It's about each one of us rising up from this oppression and putting the works of darkness to shame, putting an end to the oppression of the enemy. Rising up to the plate, looking at ourselves beyond the here and now and seeing what God can transform us into by the mighty workings of his spirit. And if you go on to read that story, you'll find that for 40 years, 40 years, the Israelites were not oppressed anymore. Jael, out of nowhere, killed the oppressor of an entire nation, the people of God. So I want to ask you, what is your oppression? Who is your oppressor? Don't be so caught up in everything else and forget that the Spirit of God wants to transform you from who you think you are to who he says you are. Mm. He wants to do it in you if you will let him. Mm. See, all of them had to act. Deborah had to leave. He had to leave her nice headquarters or her nice big old ministry with her palm and her clients. She had to leave that and step into another place, a place she had never been before. But see, God had already placed her in that office as a judge. And she had to fulfill all it takes to be a judge. You are the daughter of God. You are the son of God. You are called to so many great things. He says you are called to show forth his marvelous light. You are called to destroy the works of darkness. You are called to stand in the place where no one has stood before. It is you. But if you don't recognize it today, that oppression will keep happening. And you will never know that God has equipped you already. It's all in you. 
It's all in you to rise up right now, to show up and break that cycle of oppression against your life, your children, against your loved ones, your family, your friends. God gives you that opportunity. And at whatever stage or in whatever area, rise up to the plate. Allow the Spirit of God use you. See what you do to change this cycle that keeps happening in your life. See what you do to end this cycle of wickedness that keeps happening in your life. Remember, God must just have placed you on Mount Tabor to draw out the enemy for this victory. Remember that. And so when you're crying, oh, I'm being attacked, I'm being attacked, girl. <laughs> this is the time to war because God has already gone ahead of you and God will cause you to pull down the strongholds of your enemy against your life. God is calling you to be a warrior lady. God is calling you to be a warrior man. God is calling you to go to that place that nobody else has been before. God is calling you. You will never know until you assume that position. You will never. If you sit down in jail, sat down, I was waiting for Deborah to come and prophesy to her or waiting for a man of God to show up. It would never happen. She saw the opportunity and she drew the enemy in and she finished the job. She cleverly finished the job. Allow the wisdom of God guide you today. Allow the leading of the Holy Spirit guide you today. But you must fight that battle. It is your battle to fight. You have what it takes to win the war. And you can do it. So Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we begin to engage faith now. Ask your daughters. Ask your sons. Father, we thank you for the faith of Deborah. We thank you for the mighty workings of your spirit through her in the life of Barak, in the life of the 10,000 people, in the life of Jael, in the life of the entire nation. We thank you for such a groundbreaking testimony embedded in scripture for each one of us to walk in, even as women, Lord. We see ourselves differently. We will not be tied down by whatever society thinks or whatever box we've been placed in or whatever cookie-cutter positions we have allowed ourselves to accept as our norm. We will not be caught in those places anymore. In the mighty name of Jesus, we choose to rise up in this time to be warriors for your kingdom, to be warriors for your glory, to bring you glory, to draw many into liberation, out of oppression, out of the chains of darkness, into your marvelous light. We choose to stand against all odds and war for your great plans for our lives. We will not cower down to the enemy. We will not underestimate your anointing upon our lives. And so, Father, today we make a commitment that because you use Deborah, you broke the limitations off of each one of us. Because you used Jael, you broke the limitations off of us. Could it be that we are like this? We are this women. So that the enemy does not even see us coming. Could it be that you designed us in this way so that we don't appear to be a threat to the kingdom of darkness? Well, Father, we understand 
that it's not even about our agenda. We understand that it's about your mighty workings inside of us and your call upon our lives and your hearts for your people. We understand what it's all about. And we thank you because Jesus Christ came and made a way and gave us access into all power and all authority to function and to pull down what needs to be pulled down and to establish what needs to be established. And so we come today, Lord, and we gather together in faith. We gather together in faith as warriors for your kingdom. And we allow your spirit go ahead of us. And in the mighty name of Jesus, we pull down every stronghold of oppression in our lives, in our loved ones, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we break into this territory by your anointing, by your power. We break into this new territory with our minds set, focused on you, knowing that you enable us to do all things through you who gives us strength. And we thank you that nothing that comes before us is a shock. We will not back down. We will not run away. Jael didn't run away. Deborah didn't step back. She didn't have any excuse. So, Father, we press in. We press forward. And we say in the mighty name of Jesus, bring it on. And we will rise up to the occasion and we will bring about a mighty victory for our lives and our loved ones. We are not scared of opposition anymore. We thank you because you have placed us today at a vantage position to draw out the enemy. To draw them out. Draw them out. Thank you because we are built for this. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because you are empowering each one of us here. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because you will be glorified. You will be glorified through sickness, through infirmity, through shame, through lack, through rejection, through failure. Thank you, Lord, because we emerge victorious in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in spirit 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 so i want you right now i want to encourage you go for it go grab your copy please grab your copy tell me about it tell me what the lord is already doing in your life tell me what the lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for i encourage you to give the gift of the spirit mm -hmm.